Activate your personal shield and get your trade to level 3 because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. What do you think of Battlefront 2? Do you think it was a good decision to go with the new movies? Uh, don't know. I gotta be honest. If I, I, I mean, I can't. I feel like I can't properly judge the game until I've seen what they're actually gonna include. All we know is that the new movies will be included, but we don't know how much and if it's the Clone Wars as well. But I feel like my ideal thing would be if they just made the next game complete, which they obviously aren't going to do, but if they would make it completely Clone Wars focused, because there's, there's just too much content in the Clone Wars to, to mix it with other yeah. eras, if you want to cover it. I mean, sure, Battlefront 2 had both eras, but there was still even a lot more to, uh, to explore in the Clone Wars series, uh, from the Clone Wars series and so on. So I think a Clone Wars game next year, and then they could make, let me see, in 2019, when all three movies are out, then they could make a proper... Battlefront sequel game instead yeah. of doing it now when there's just one and possibly two movies out depending on what they include. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking too because like when I saw that I was like, man, Clone Wars would have been good because then they would have been able to finish out the trilogy and get even more characters and because that's that's would be the problem they they would run into is the the heroes. I mean, they'd be running in through into this problem where they wouldn't have as many villains. <laughs> Yeah, it would just be like, I don't know, Kylo Ren, Fastman, General Hux, maybe? Yeah. I can't even come up with any other ones that could possibly fit. <laughs> uh, what is it? Snoke? That would be... Yeah, I would just sit there in the back, like, I'm oh, sorry, I can't move, but uh, I'll be here through the hologram. Yeah. <laughs> That's It's going to be interesting to see how they do that, and, I mean, it would have been awesome. Like, this would be my dream game, if they... If, like obviously they're going to stick with the new movies uh, but if they when they do do that they bring in the old content as well so you can do like in Battlefront 2 where you can have um like the in the Battlefront 2 had a Galactic Empire Clone Wars era but instead it'll be Force Awakens era Galactic era that'd be pretty mm-hmm. cool to see yeah i mean i feel like if i know how they've made all the games so far Battlefield and so on i think this is going to be separate games unfortunately but uh, again i think it would have been better if they cool at least if they made a little bit like the old games where they had kind of Battlefront 1 and then they made but that Battlefront 2 was kind of rushed compared I mean it was just yeah. one year in between and but they did however include a lot of the stuff from the first game so I mean I think I was something I was thinking about I mean like Destiny well they're also going to release a new game but they released these huge expansions that like add a lot to the game so imagine if they just had this Battlefront game now and then they like released a major like i don't know 40 dollar force awakens expansion and then they could add a clone wars expansion just to make one game bigger and better all the time instead of like having separate games for it yeah that would be interesting to see i've seen a lot of like people saying that on uh on reddit and saying that they want them to add basically an expansion that's either 40 dollars or the same price as the battlefront one was um That'd be pretty cool to see, but I don't I don't see them doing that because it'd just be like crazy crazy file sizes, and then they would have to go on to the infrastructure that they laid down before it. It'd just be kind of hard. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I, I definitely think they could do that with Battlefront Two, and that'd be interesting to see like when the new movies come out. They have the expansion for the movies, but it brings in like maybe a campaign, but like new content and heroes as well. 
Mm, yeah, the, I wonder how they because that's if I mean if they make let's say that they cover Battlefront in about next in the next Battlefront game if they have both episode seven and eight, then episode nine is going to be left out unless <laughs> they. I mean, I feel like it would be kind of ridiculous if they make a game the next year for uh, Battlefront for episode seven and eight, and then. I mean, we don't even know if they're going to make another game after that. But it sounded like on, on when Patrick Sörlund or whatever he's called, I uh, think, he, when he talked about the future, it was kind of like, okay, this is our new rotation with Battlefront, Titanfall, yeah. and Battlefield. Like, it's kind of a recurring thing. It's just not, not a one-time thing. So if they make another one after this one and they make that episode nine, people are going to get pissed off. If they make two games out of three movies and then leave out the Clone Wars, people are going to like be furious if that's, the, that's yeah. if that's the case. But hopefully it's not. We don't know. <laughs> I hope Battlefront, the Battlefront series continues onward. Like we were seeing like just now that they were making a three and a four already, which was insane that they are looking so far into the future. I mean, I hope that's what we get. Like we'll have Battlefront 2 next year, then 2000, what is it? 19, we have Battlefront 3. And then just keep on going like that. Because I love how, I know this is a controversial subject, like I love how EA has the rights to Star Wars because I think they can do what Disney plans to do really well because they've got like the Disney infrastructure, they've got all these studios underneath them and they can work together. They've got the, kind of got like the canon, canon tree going through it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I completely agree. I don't know, people, you know, like to hate on EA and Star Wars, and I just say, give that, try to give that brand to someone else and see if they can do a better job. Really, I mean, Battlefront, although it was a bit rushed, there's no denying that. That was why they couldn't have a campaign and so on. If you look at how the game is now and how happy everyone is playing it is, they've really made a good job, so if they can just replicate that, but from the start instead, uh, I think people are going to be really happy about it. And then we have, of course... Visual making a br- completely different game for single player, uh, and then we have uh, Respawn making another game, which I'm. I mean, we we have like zero info on that, except that we saw those people in motion capture suits and lightsabers. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's going to be a lightsaber game. We I mean they're covering all aspects of like multiplayer, single player, possibly lightsaber from three different studios or even more with AAA quality. So I mean, although people like to hate on EA. They're making good games. I can't deny that. Yeah. And like with the success of Battlefield 1, I'm just, I am so excited for Battlefront 2 because it's going to have the, it's going to have the experience that they've uh, had through Battlefront, I mean, Battlefield 1. It gets so confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Battlefield 1, then you've got Battlefront 1, two Battlefront 1s actually, two Battlefront 2 soon. Yeah. But, but I agree. It's really nice to see that Battlefield 1 is getting such a good reviews, and I've played it myself, and I think, although I'm more of a Battlefront player, uh, I can ex- I can like appreciate how well-made the game is, and I just feel like, take the best from Battlefield 1, take the best from Battlefront, and make uh, a perfect Battlefront 2. I think that they will, because they're going to have the campaign experience, they've got two um, development teams working on it so i'm thinking one team's gonna do the campaign and dice is gonna do the multiplayer because they can do like extremely good multiplayer so like but also working together kind of get the gameplay for both of them put together uh seamlessly yeah that's probably that's exactly what i think i think it's it's motive working on the single player right i mean yeah they haven't said that they're working on single player, but, but i was that's what we're thinking. To bet. 
yeah, I'll be willing to bet that they are working on single player. I don't because I know that I, I mean I haven't played that many of die single player games, but I know that the battlefield single player camp, I mean the campaigns hasn't been I mean they haven't been brilliant as far as I can tell. I'm I think at least from general thought yeah. is that I mean there is a multiplayer that people played for, so it's good that they kind of outsource it to someone who's maybe more focused on single player, and then they can just make multiplayer great and then just merge it together i think that's that that is the thing ea is perfect for for battlefront the collaboration that uh, i think star wars is basically a huge multi multinational collaboration across all of these fronts i mean i was saying this with uh colby boothman i was like you go to the star wars um pretty much any conference like comic con or something you say star wars no matter where they're from you usually have a conversation about it Mm-hmm. Yep, it's such a well-known phenomenon. So I agree with you. They have all the power, and then of course we have the Criterion part making VR. Yeah, uh, I, I bet they're going to continue that for the next game as well. Um, so I mean, I've played I've played the VR now, the mission, and it was really good. Although I'm not a huge fan of VR in general, this was the first time I played a VR thing and thought, "Wow, this is actually pretty cool." <laughs> yeah. So, the 15th was my birthday, and for my birthday, I wanted to go try out PlayStation VR, one of the demos, and mm-hmm. I, that just blew my mind. Like, I was sold. We're going we're gonna to get this. Oh, did, did you actually try the, the Battlefront not, mission, not, or was it... Uh... It was uh, Arkham VR, but that thing was crazy. Like, I was, uh, Alfred was over there, and it's so crazy, like, seeing this guy that you, you know he's not there, but he's right there. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you going to... Yeah. Are you gonna get a? Do you have a PlayStation? Yeah, I have a PlayStation. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not a huge fan of VR because I kind of had the first two times I tried it, it got kind of nauseated from yeah. it, and I was like, I don't want to sit there and be nauseated when I play games. So I might as well just use the mouse and keyboard. But uh, on the other hand, the PS4, uh, the the X-wing mission was very cool. So I'm thinking I might get the VR because. It might be more, more, more cool things to try out in the future and so on. Um, yeah, and the, I am excited for the future of PlayStation VR because it's already sold out pretty much everywhere. We went to the Best has? Buy. Yeah, we went to the Best Buy that we we're demoing it at. They were sold out of everything PlayStation VR. Oh wow, so it's that popular. Well, I mean, it's a good, as far as I can tell, it's it's a lot cheaper than getting something like the Oculus Rift. Yeah, uh, which you also need a real expensive PC for. So I mean, it's a good start uh, for anyone who wants to get into the VR, and I think they're going to offer a lot of good games for it in the future. Yeah, like it's like it's why the we had so many games is because it was just popular. If it wasn't popular, it would not have any games. So hopefully, since PlayStation VR has been so popular, it's going to bring more games, which brings more people. So it's just like a a self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And from I've heard, uh, what I've heard so far is that it's mostly like tech demos so so far. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what you. This is really cool. This is what we might get in the future. Uh, but I guess they're kind of testing the waters, maybe with a lot of different of those, and then see which ones are the most popular ones. Let's make a full game for it, uh, or something like that. Yeah, I think with uh, the the Rogue One VR mission, I think that's going to be really interesting to see how that team works around vr getting battlefront in it and just trying to get it to the the best 
possibilities for the future battlefronts. Mm-hmm. Like a sort of a test thing, I guess. Uh, which I agree is, with you. Which is what most VR things are right now. Like they've got the they've got like the walking simulator, but you're not walking. They've got the, that's the one of the hardest parts about VR is actually getting the movement around because a bunch of them, like especially for PlayStation VR, because it doesn't have the room tracking, it's going to teleport you around different areas. So I think if they made like a battlefront first person shooter, like where you're just like a shooting gallery, maybe that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah. I think I actually spoke to the developers, uh, who makes the VR mission. And they said that they, they've like spent so much time on just finding out why people get sick from VR. And so they were like super happy when I told them, yeah, this is the first VR I've tried that I did not get sick from. And they were like, Oh, that's exactly what we wanted to hear. Uh, because, because, uh, a lot of people that like the movement that was the one I had the most issues with with when I was moving actually walking around uh, with the controller uh, while sitting still it was just confusing my brain so much uh, it was not like teleporting you actually walked around which was I don't know I did not like that um, yeah so I think I think I mean space and flying is obviously going to be like the ideal VR thing you could just look around the cockpit and see look behind you but you don't have to walk around you can just fly. Yeah, that and like racing games, that's perfect because you're already sitting down. It's it's like you're not when you when you're in a car, it doesn't feel like you're moving, but you are. So it's that's a good way to try out VR. Yeah, that's all. That's probably also a very natural and good way to to start start it off um, because just walking and sitting still that's gonna confuse anyone, I think. Yeah, so how was the uh, place, the uh, Star Wars VR? Do you think it fits with the Rogue One? Uh, that, I felt, I, I, I don't know, Rogue One, I felt no connection to Rogue One at all, i got to be honest. I feel like, I just thought, okay, this is a, you flew with X-Wings, you were um, flying around the Rebel transport, and a Star Destroyer appeared at the end of the trial we try, try, tried out. And as far as I could tell, there was I saw no no connection at all to Rogue One. So I'm not sure how they're gonna be able to get that into the game. Uh, I feel like it might just be something they they slapped on the name to be, make it a bit more interesting um, yeah. compared to just saying X-wing mission. Now it says Rogue One X-wing mission. So I didn't see any connection to Rogue One at all when I tried it out. But it was a very cool mission and. I just thought about, you talked about teleporting around, like the intro scene was actually just like that. Uh, you could kind of jump, teleport around an X-Wing, a parked X-Wing, and look around the cockpit and try out all the, try out all the things uh, before you actually started flying. So that, that was a pretty good intro uh, without having to walk. You just teleported instead. Yeah, I was um, listening to a podcast. They were talking about their experiences with the Star Wars VR mission and the guy that he was... Uh, the guy was talking. He said, "Star Wars VR mission made me keep my PlayStation VR pre-order, like because <laughs> you've got the the start the Battlefront thing you see every time you start Battlefront. But then he looked up and there's the the ATAT walking a an uh, above him. Oh yeah, I don't even remember. I think it was yeah. That's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> he was just uh. he was like you don't you don't really know you don't get really like, that much scale when you're watching the movies, but when it's like right above you." <laughs> it is just yep. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's going to be something, especially for people who just are more into VR than I am and who like Star Wars. It's just going to be like, I, I need to get this. 
But I mean, it's if you just want to try it out, it's gonna be hard to pay. Like I don't know how much is the PS. Is it like three hundred dollars or? It's a uh, three hundred dollars for the PS4. Four hundred dollars if you have the move and the camera. Five hundred dollars if you don't. <laughs> so. Oh okay. Eight hundred dollars to get started, which is the same price as the Oculus, just the headset. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I guess a lot of people have PS4s. I mean, Battlefront is by far the biggest on PS4, so I think there's still going to be a quite big market. And I mean, if you're looking into getting VR just overall, then it's kind of a no-brainer. That's one of the cheapest ways to get into the VR business and to get some good games. Yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, it's just if you if you only try, if you're only looking into trying just yeah, only the X-Wing mission, then it might not be worth it. Yeah. But if you already have a PS4, you want to get into VR, then that's probably a, the best thing you can buy. Yeah. One of our listeners, he's from, uh, from um, he's on Xbox, and he was like, dang you, Xbox. Yeah, I hate how this, like, everything is like, oh, you have the PS virtual reality with the X-Wing mission, and then recently with Battlefield 1, we have the Origin and EA access, which is Xbox One and PC, but nothing for PS4. It's like, it's always some platform getting excluded, which is annoying. Yeah. For for Battlefront 2, we're most likely going to get the Scorpio, so we can get that early access and hopefully play it in 4K. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty epic, indeed. Uh, the, the Scorpio is the Xbox version, right? It's gonna be. It's the new Xbox that's gonna come out, 2017. Oh, okay. Because the PS aren't the PlayStation also releasing some sort of uh, yeah. stronger version? The PlayStation 4 Pro. Oh, okay. That's the name. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> they really reached for that one. Yep. Fancy name. <laughs> yeah. How's uh, how's playing Battlefront on the PC? I think it's still. I mean, I for me, PC is perfect. I love playing on PC. I just cannot do with the controller except for when I'm flying. Uh, and it's still uh, fairly easy to find the game. I guess it's game modes like Hero Hunt is kind of hard to find. Uh, I mean, you always find a game, but it's usually like just one server running in Europe uh, for Hero <laughs> Hunt. But if you want to play like Death Star, Bespin, you know, Walker Assault Supremacy, then it's very quick to find a game. So although people might make it sound like it's horrible and it's un- unplayable, uh, it's not. It's... I mean, I, you can just watch any of my streams. I can always find a game, even with a party. And it's just that sometimes you can't be too picky with the maps or game modes. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been having trouble getting the heroes versus villains on the Outer Rim. And that's been a pretty... Oh, yeah. That, that's probably, that would probably be an issue on the PC as well. Yeah, and I've been, I've been wanting to get a, the PC, a PC and a PC version of Battlefront because what I've seen so far is just super cool. Like, you can... You have more control over like the settings and um, like they've, there's that the cine tools like I love making Battlefront cinematics and oh you do super... oh that yeah I mean that's those cinematic tools uh, they they can make really cool stuff like the guy who makes the most of my thumbnails Battlefront captures yeah he uses that and I mean all those Battlefield guys Berdu and Shadow Six. And, uh, well, those guys, they make some really epic cinematics and screenshots by using those tools. So, Yeah, I'm working on a collaboration with uh, Battlefront Captures. Oh, you are? That's pretty cool. Uh, is it going to be on the podcast? or? Uh, it's going to be on our YouTube channel. So it's like a story-driven cinematic series. Like I'm making the story, the screenplay, and he's going to get the footage. And I'm going to do the audio, which is like... Oh, that's cool. You got to send me a link when it's done. <laughs> 
yeah i've got the first episode done um episode two is in the works and then it's hopefully going to be like a 10 episode season Mm. are you gonna have like voice uh, yes. acting on it? oh that's really cool yeah there hasn't been too many voice acting or like what's it called a machinimus or whatever yeah uh, for battlefront it's mostly been uh, just cinematics with beautiful landscapes and music and stuff yeah i made a um a story-driven cinematic just like to uh, do like a test run on our youtube channel and everyone's been saying like man that voice is awesome i was like thank you that's that's super nice <laughs> Yeah, well, I gotta, gotta check that out. And dude, I am I'm loving your streams in the the MythBuster series. That is like one of my favorite series. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad to hear. It seems like a lot of people really enjoyed it. It was one of the most popular videos so far on my channel. So uh, I'm glad people are because it's a lot of fun for me. I mean, I learn so much from from doing it. Uh, although they can be a little bit hard to record because of Origins crappy system where I can only. Although I have like 1,600 friends on it, I can only invite the first hundred. So <laughs> I struggle to, f- and and then I need to have people online at the same time. So I struggle to get. I mean, some myths are like, oh, how many ki- how many people can you kill with a pulse cannon? And I'm like, how, how I need like 10 people to try this out, <laughs> and I can't I can't invite that many people because of the the bug. Yeah, that that would be really hard. And I'm I'm blown away like how like how do you get the submissions? Do you have like um, what like what myths do you have? Do you have like a link that you submit myths that people? Think? And no, right now uh, I've just went through all the comments. I have like a huge list on my on my to do list on Google Docs where I just collected all the myths and then I check them off as when I record them and then I have a couple of pre recorded now which I'm gonna use in the next video. Uh, so I mean for top five plays I use a submission link to make it easier. But I felt like I usually the top comments have the best myths to test out uh, yeah so that's what i take yeah I, I love that series and um the the choose my loadout's pretty cool yeah it's nice because usually when i play myself i tend to just stick to the same stuff all the time so it's fun to try out some things which i would usually wouldn't do <laughs> i have a cool loadout for it's a boss loadout i actually commented on your video for it oh you did well, let, let me hear it <laughs> it's the left card is barrage the middle card is Scan Pulse for Predatory Instincts. The third card, wait, you obviously use the Robby V10. And I think Escape Artist would be the best for the speed and then Dioxys Grenade. Yeah, that sounds like a good... Because I remember, I, th- I think I did a boss loadout um, before they actually released the Death Star. And we didn't know exactly what was yeah. going to be in it. So, uh, so I didn't actually... I think I had it very similar to that. But I think I did not have Barrage... Yeah, but it wasn't exactly like that. So I would definitely like to try that out because those abilities are, I don't know, very similar to Bosk's. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how you can make like different uh, setups for the heroes, like Lando. They've got the Lando setup, which is mm-hmm. just super cool to see. Yeah, it's it's fun to try out. Uh, you should just if you, if I take like the Bosk loadout, I'm just gonna feel like, oh, I wish I was Bosk right now. He's so much better. <laughs> yeah, I am the crappier version of Bosk. <laughs> exactly. And there's yeah. no Trandoshan skin, so I'll have to use, like, I don't know, I guess, uh, oh, um, a Rodian is one of the closer ones, possibly. Oh, no, actually, the, oh, what's it called again? The Sabrak is probably the closest one to Bosk, I guess. Yeah, um, that is my least favorite skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of boring. I wish they could paint the Sabrak like Darth Maul. That would yeah. be 
cooler to use. Uh, one of uh, a while ago, I think like a couple months ago, we had one of our listeners on the podcast. And he was saying, "All it looks like a regular guy with horns coming out of his head. I can go to the mall and see that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I I think I had probably never seen a Sabrak without face paintings before Battlefront, so it was kind of underwhelming when we saw it the first time. Yeah. How you uh, do you enjoy the pauldrons? Uh, I think it's a sm- some small yet nice change. I mean, uh, I haven't used them that much since I I think I have the Death Trooper, Death Trooper, no, the, the Death Star Trooper yeah. skin right now. But I mean, it's a small change, but it makes it a little bit more diverse. I remember the first couple of games, I were like, oh, here's a guy with a red pauldron. It makes people stand out without having annoying. Uh, skins so i think it was it was a good change yeah we were watching uh elstree uh 1976 which is a documentary about like these smaller actors in star wars oh okay it's on netflix if you want to watch it it's oh definitely it was a uh, pretty cool like w- one scene it's you know the move along guy he, the trooper mm, yeah. he's on there and uh in the background you see a trooper with a black pauldron oh you do okay which was that was pretty cool to see yeah. and I, I like how they're taking cues from the, the animated uh, series oh from the rebels yeah uh, yeah definitely they've added like plenty of stuff from there i was i was kind of before they announced a rogue one dlc i was thinking okay it's either gonna be a rogue one dlc or a rebels dlc i didn't really think it was gonna be rebels but i thought why not there's plenty of heroes and villains to choose from and there's a bunch of weapons and stuff so <laughs> yeah the the blaster lightsaber would have been a cool addition oh yeah definitely like Astra with the blaster lightsaber that would be although i would probably have liked to see but it would be kind of hard to pick just one hero if they if they only i mean i would like to play a seb but kanan and Astra would, would be nice as well and then guess for the they could actually i mean they could technically have darth maul although it's a <laughs> original trilogy game yeah, that that would have been cool. Man, Darth Maul would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I really want Clone Wars Battlefront, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite hero in the old games. Yeah, I love playing like the old game where you can just like go crazy with all the heroes. Yeah, those hero hero battles where it's crazy. Everyone just spamming abilities and like Darth Maul. He, I like that he had like that dual lightsabers in the game as well. It made him. I don't know, like if you were sprinting with him and then you used his attack ability, you kind of like spun them around. You just killed everything around you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I love Battlefront too. The only thing I, it's not like my childhood. Like what I remember are the space battles. Yeah, th- those were kind of not that fun in my opinion. Yeah. What's funny is like they were my. Fa- it, was, it was my favorite thing to play, and then. <laughs> We recently got a PlayStation 2 and Battlefront 2, and then we were playing the campaign on, like, Expert, or what is it, the Elite mode, and Mm -hmm. we played the space battles, like, the controls are a little, they're pretty janky, and then every time we'd get out of the hangar, someone would swoop down and kill us. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, difficulties in Battlefront for you. I I remember they were very good if you set it up to the highest. I was like, we've played the new Battlefront, we can handle Elite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no <Yep>. we couldn't <laughs> nope the infantry is pretty fun though yeah i've always preferred infantry in in all games basically whether it's battlefront one or two or eas or battlefield i just i'm not a huge fan of flying <laughs> yeah. 
you, you like your you like your feet on the ground. Yeah, I'm like Obi Wan. Her C three PO. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast was brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you want to be on a guest on the show, you can contact us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave feedback there as well. Uh, talk Battlefront and Star Wars. If you want to be on the show, have the subject line podcast guest, have a topic and a Skype account ready because we do this podcast guest episodes through Skype. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is tie-dye-sheep-yt. You can talk Star Wars there. I've been tweeting a lot about the Rogue One lately. That trailer is awesome. You can also follow Sage on Instagram at tie-dye-sheep-films. And then you can follow Sam. It's at chef underscore wanna underscore B. What do you do there, Sam? Post different various food pictures. That's about it. Our new intro music was produced by Daniel Barham at Gafunko on Twitter. G-A-F-U-N-K-O. Thanks so much for the awesome new intro music. May the force be with you, always. Um, I didn't get nauseous, but I was like, after I did, I got kind of like a headache. Mm, okay. So it's, it's better than not throwing, it's better than throwing up on someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, after I got done, I was like, man, I'm so glad I didn't throw up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wasn't, didn't reach that point, but I was like, okay, if I get too sick from this, I'm going to have to like cancel that, take off the headset or something. But I didn't, I didn't get that far. Uh, which was lucky but uh, I, I guess it's also a thing of just getting used to like anything if you actually want to get into PS4 I mean to virtual reality uh, you just gotta keep using it and after a while I'm assuming your brain will kind of adjust to it yeah and when when the headset came over my eyes I was just I was blown away because they've got like it starts out in the uh, 
at the Wayne Manor. So you look up and you see this huge room around you. And I was just like, man, this is awesome. It's kind of fuzzy, but it was like, it looked realistic. I, when I was moving down the elevator, I thought I was actually moving down the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would like to try out one of those, uh, super VR things where you're like either standing in a thing that you can walk in, uh, or where you're sitting in a shower with a, a bunch of, uh, yeah, like hydraulics and stuff, that, so they can actually make it feel. Yeah, well, like you said, when you, if you're going down the elevator, you can actually make make it feel like you're doing that. That uh, would be so like, awesome. I guess that's basically like simulator chairs um, combined with VR headsets. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. It's like, um, have you read the book Ready Player One? Uh, nope. Well, it's about like VR and. This guy's got like the super rig, like it connects to his like nervous system, so he can move around. <laughs> oh wow, that's hardcore! Yeah, and he <laughs> he like spends all of his time in there, and he's like super pale because he spends all of his time in VR. <laughs> Sounds like the Matrix almost. <laughs> yeah, Jack into the Matrix. <laughs> yep. <laughs>